Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of From the Rough, America's favorite golf podcast, live from the FanStream Sports Studios in Dallas. I'm IndyCar Tim, joined alongside, as I always am, PGA, um, PGA of America. It's easy for me to say, member himself. It's Miss, only three letters. It's Miss, only three letters, and you can't get it right. But it's three separate like words that you have to put together. Like it's, it's you could say you could say Professional Golf Association if you prefer. You think I can say that? No, uh, my my mistake. I'm sorry, I forgot. There is no chance I could say Professional Golfers Association of America member John Gerber joins us as he usually does. There's just no that way. Pretty good. I couldn't do that. Was that. Pretty good. Uh, and Johnny, as he is jet setting around the country on his U.S. tour 2023, uh, finds himself in the thriving metropolis of Columbus, Ohio, his hometown of Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, back in Columbus, man. The weather's nice. Came back up here to uh, visit my parents and do some do some fan stream sports work. You got a little rah-rah Ohio State Buckeyes is always going on as college football season is kind of, you know, we're only about a month away, brother, from college football season. And I'm ready. That's when I start, that's when I start practicing my college, my, my football dance. You never see my football dance on, on the first college Saturday. My football dance. I got a football right, dance. I'm so af- uh, I'm afraid to no, ask. They're all they're excited about this. Obviously, you know Columbus, the home of uh, High State Buckeyes, and that's all you hear around town right now is getting ready for yep. the season. So, you know, when you start hearing that in Columbus, Ohio, you know football season's right around the corner, and can't wait for it. And also know because my mother started getting her Michigan stuff out, so she is the rebel. In Columbus, I think maybe her and I are the only two people. I'm now no by no means am I a Michigan fan, but. We may be the only two people in Columbus that are not Ohio State fans, so that could uh, sometimes that's a little sore sore subject around the house. Do you drive around with the Go Blue sticker on the back of no. your car? I mean, that'll get you shot no in Columbus, bu- right? No bumper stickers, no bumper stickers on cars. But my mom does; she I, she does have some Ohio State, I mean, uh, some Michigan slippers. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, you're you, a Michigan fan, aren't you? I like Michigan. I'm not a Jim Harbaugh fan, but I, I genuinely like Michigan. Like if I was if I was living up in up north again, I'd be a Michigan yeah. fan. Last time I lived in Michigan, though, I worked for the Michigan State Spartans radio network, so I couldn't really That's cheer right. for Michigan. But I didn't really like the Spartans either. But you know, for some reason, I don't mind Michigan. Like I said, I can't stand Penn State for oh, some I hate reason. Penn State. Nope. Penn State just bothers. Like they they're just so they think they're. Something that they're not, first off, is they think they're the greatest. I think it's a cult, man. It's great. I think it's just a cult of, of, I don't know. And I have a lot of great friends that went to Penn State. And all you guys know, you know, my friends that go to Penn State, I, I still love y'all. But y- y'all are weird. They are. You guys are just weird. Weird. Well, so, see, that's what we think of the Ohio State people down here in Texas. And that's fine, too. And that's I mean, fine. Well, you, you're an Aggies fan, so that, you know, that doesn't hold baby. a whole hell of a lot of merit. Gig them, baby. Just okay. What were we doing before the show? Horns up, horns, horns down, up. baby. Because you're wearing that horns dumbass up. Longhorns pullover that you got on. It's on the other side. There you go. Got to send you some real football gear. Yeah, I would be less be insulted. I would be less insulted if you were wearing an Ohio State pullover. No, they're going to be good this year. Who hey, the Longhorns or the Ohio yeah. State? Longhorns. Now nah, they'll be good when they get a, a decent coach. I'll, I'll make you a I'll make you a wager. I bet they have a better record than Texas A and M. Well, yeah, they play in a piss poor conference. That's why. I'm just saying they, they don't play. They got another year before they play with the the real football teams in the real conference. I'm just saying. I mean, the Big Twelve ain't even the Big Ten. Come on. And the Big oh, Ten's weak. Big Ten's good. How do we turn golf into a, a college football preview show all of a sudden? It's all the same. We're getting ready for our new college football show, aren't we? So we, we are. Gotta, we we got to get our psyched up for that. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, flash alert! The new college football show will be coming out here pretty soon. So we're just getting ready for that. We are four, almost five minutes into the golf show, and we haven't even said the word golf yet. <laughs> yeah, we did. You tried to say. I tried PGA to say PGA. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's different. So anyway, this is from the rough America's favorite golf podcast. And we are going to recap the weekend's uh, Barbasol championship. And of course, 
the eventful, the dramatic finish to the Scottish Open. Um, but we're going to get into the uh, – let's do the Barbasol first because that's what I have up on my screen, actually. Um, and so Vincent Norman in a playoff. How familiar are you with Vincent Norman? Because I'm not, at like, at all. Yeah, I mean, he's just one of those new up-and-coming Swedish guys that plays the the DP World Tour mostly. He's got some really – he's had some starts here. Uh, his name kind of popped up in some WGC events a little mm-hmm. bit. He's a young guy, just kind of molded into those young PGA Tour guys. It's young and strong and hits the ball forever and just kind of fits that model. But, yeah, I mean, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a guy on the DP World Tour that people, people really know of, but you know, very unfamiliar around here, but obviously they'll know him now, him, yeah. him winning Barbasol, but he almost tried to give it away a little bit mm-hmm. uh, coming down the stretch. But uh, no, no, good for him, man. It's kind of one of those realms of, you know, maybe the new up-and-coming Swedish player that's coming up these days. I mean, you got some young guys coming out from Denmark, the the Hoygaard brothers, the yep. twins. Um, you know, you got some other guys, some Spanish guys, young Spanish guys is potentially coming up. But, yeah, this Vincent Norman, man, uh, it was good to see, you know, and, and on on the other side is in that playoff with Grayson Murray. I mean, if you if you kind of follow Grayson Murray's kind of backstory, if you see him maybe a year and a half ago, then you see him now. You wouldn't. I didn't even know it was him. Yeah. You know, he he he's battled some substance abuse problems. He's very outspoken about that. And he was very outspoken about the live and some of the other guys. And he wasn't. He was one of those guys on the PGA Tour that, that you know a lot of guys didn't really care for that much. Uh, just because of his kind of outspokenness, but you know, he was, he, he was a world-class, you know, junior player, college player. He played at a couple different schools. He had some issues again with the, the drugs and the alcohol, um, and got kicked off a couple teams there. He played for Alabama for a little bit and then went to a Juco and then tried to get back on to a couple other, uh, other teams. And it just didn't pan out. He just couldn't keep his you know, his personal demons, you know, kind of in rap, and it just kind of caught him off guard in terms of uh, of his college days. But he was always, I mean, if you ask kind of the, the peers around him, they were always tell you he's one of the better better ball strikers that they had ever seen, you know. And, again, he's been on and off the tour for probably the last six or seven years. But, you know, he, he went to rehab, and he's kind of got – seemingly he's kind of got his – his personal demons kind of together a little bit like Chris Kirk, right? I mean, kind of battling those types of things. But, you know, when I saw him, uh, when I saw him, I was like, there's no way that's Grayson Murray. I mean, literally probably lost 40 pounds, um, you know, when it comes to something like that and looks, looks yeah. super fit. And he was in contention maybe a month ago or something and, and you know, maybe getting back in that spot again. Adding some uh, some opportunities, but yeah, no, good to see both those guys, young guys. Grace is not really that young, but you know, again, this is one of these tournaments that you didn't like just because the scores are so low. So no, we and it was all predicated on the weather. Yeah, we predicted two things uh, on Wednesday's show. The preview here, we predicted a birdie fest, which we got uh, with a twenty-two under, two sixty-six winning, uh, and we also predicted a first-time winner. Because it's obviously it's it's an opposite field from the where the the best players are, uh, and we got both of those things. And yeah. uh, Vincent Norman, that eight footer for bogey on the last hole to get him into the playoff. Uh, then you had to scramble for a par on the first hole of the of the playoff. That same hole on uh, the first hole of the playoff, uh, and boom, you have a first time winner. Uh, he played – he didn't even really play big college golf. He played at Georgia, Georgia Southwestern for three yeah. years – or for four years and then finished off uh, his last year of eligibility at Florida State. I don't know anything about Florida State's golf program. You probably know more about it than I do. But he really didn't play big-time collegiate golf either. Uh, and he's a rookie on the tour. He's got his first win. 23rd career start, and his, he gets his first win. Yeah, and it's one of those kind of typical stories. Maybe not highly recruited coming from Sweden. Obviously, the golf season's not nearly as long, but he had an opportunity to come over here, you know, playing in South Georgia in that little D2 school. But he was just getting a lot of reps, and he was getting better, and he had an opportunity to to, to go to a bigger school. I mean, Florida State obviously is, is 
you know, kind of a powerhouse school. If you look at some of the names that went to went to mm-hmm. school there, you know, you have the Kepkas, um, you know, the Jonas Blicks, the Daniel Burgers. How about that golf team? Both Kepkas, Jonas Blicks, and Daniel Berger on the same team at Florida State, and you don't win a national championship. If they're all too, mean, too drunk boy. all the time. Well, maybe. All those I, boys I'm can drink. Really a, yeah, I'm not really a Tallahassee guy, but, you know, anyways, Gross. but – uh, you know, he just had an opportunity maybe to to hone his skills a little bit more before he kind of jumped out maybe in the pro ranks. But he's just one of those maybe typical stories that that you hear that guys just kind of over, kind of passed over. And then when he had his opportunity to come over here and you know play full, you know play year round golf, you know his skills kind of prevailed. And then he had maybe one more year of eligibility, one to play to a higher level to really kind of see where his game was. So. You know, good for him to kind of take that journey, but he's still a young. I mean, he's still a young kid, sure. and you know, good for him. I and mean, he still get he gets that two year exemption. He gets mm-hmm. everything. He doesn't get as many FedEx Cup points, but he still gets all the accolades that you would get as a. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure he's still getting in the Masters for that win. They changed that criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those opposite field events, what we're going to have and talk about on Wednesday with the with the tournament this week, but. Yeah, I mean, good for him. I mean, again, he fits that mold of the the modern-day PGA Tour player. Big, strong, athletic kid, hits it forever. And, you know, when he's on and able to get all those par fives and putts a little bit, he's, you know, he's going to be – I mean, you, you see what happened. Uh, so we've got uh, Vincent Norman getting ready to win on Sunday. His girlfriend is LPGA player Frida Kenholt. She finished up tied for 36th at the Dana Open there in Sylvania, right up the street from you, uh, and then traveled 300 miles to surprise him. He didn't know she was there until he sunk the putt and looked up and she was greenside. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, both yeah, both sh- Swedish players, right? So that was mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. And there was kind of a little bit of backstory, not to get too far forward, is one of the young phenoms is coming up here from Columbus, Mia Hammond. Um She's a 15-year-old sophomore in high school. She finished 20. She, I think she finished 15th in her LPGA debut at 15 years old. Wow. Making a cut, I think shooting six or seven under par. So we talked about this yesterday a little bit on um, <clears throat> on the local radio show here um, here in Columbus about, you know, what are these kids doing these days? And they're kind of fearless, man. You mm-hmm. see some of these younger girls, especially in the mid, you know, 14, 15, even the, even the guys are getting so many starts and they're so getting so many opportunities. They're just bigger, stronger, faster, and that's what you're going to continue to see. And you'll see that after, you know, Vincent Norman being 24, 25, 26 years old, you know, that's continued to go on the pro ranks. Right. Uh, then we had Lucas Glover, one of the older veterans that, that was here. Uh, he, this, I thought this was interesting simply because he, tied, he, he finished fifth, alone in fifth place after leading the first and the second rounds. Um, 20 under, it's his third consecutive top 10. He shot a 68, so he extended his streak of rounds in the 60s to 12. All of this after switching to the long putter. So it kind of shows you, man, it, sometimes it's just in your head, right? With these with these guys, with, with their, their equipment, you make a switch to a long putter, and now you're rattling off, rattling off all of these uh, performances that, you know, you probably wouldn't have if you didn't change putters. Uh, I just I think that's interesting how stuff like that uh, happens. It's, it's just amazing to me. You know, Lucas is a U.S. Open champion, right? He's always been yeah. kind of one of those one of those better ball strikers on the PGA Tour, but kind of dealt with some some of those yip putting issues, which a lot of guys do. Man, it's very rarely that you'll see a guy that's such a great ball striker like Lucas Glover, and then kind of translate that into being such a great putter. It doesn't really happen very often with some of these guys. I mean, you kind of have one thing that you're really good at and then you you know you'll lack the other and that's kind of what happens to Lucas Glover but you know switching to that long type of putter um you know just kind of helped his stroke a little bit he kind of got it not to get too golf technical but he kind of got a little inside and shoved a little bit but that longer putter makes the shaft go more vertical so he's able to stroke the putter back and through so uh yeah good for him man sometimes that change sometimes you got to punish those putters man sometimes yeah. you got to put them in the closet and switch up and sometimes you got to have you get you need a new date right mm-hmm. you get you get that new date you get excited right and then sometimes you got to go back to the thing that kind of brought you to the prom a little bit and maybe that's just what happened and like I said, man, good for him. He's always been one of those superior ball strikers. And look how good he's been playing. Probably over the last, you know, four or five months, man, he's always up there in contention. And 
you know, if, if the, the real diehard people that's really been following golf, maybe four or five years ago, you know, some of his personal struggles with his family and his, his, his wife's family, it's kind of been in the news a little bit, what was going on, you know, with their marital, with their marital issues. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the show for that. This is definitely not Jerry Springer, no. but, but, um, you know, that, that, those, those stay, those things, um, off the, off the golf course, man, can kind of trend and get into your golf golf game too also man so yeah good for him to kind of get on back on track man he didn't win that u.s open by fluke so the guy's a world-class player and it's good to see lucas glover back i played a little bit with him down in south america mm-hmm. you know years ago before he won that u.s open man and played at clemson and just always one of those good old country boys man that was uh that was great uh and then interesting note here before we get into our picks for the barbasol championship marcus kenholt Who's uh, Frida's uh, brother was uh, also in the tournament. He finished uh, tied for fourteenth, uh, and he's also Norman's Vincent Norman's uh, roommate for the week as they were all rooming together. So he knew that his sister was coming in town, but didn't leak it out to Vincent Norman until obviously, like I said, he looked up off the green at right after he won, and she was right there. So had to be a good moment for for them, and, and it's a good moment for golf again. A first time winner. Uh, Vincent Norman is 23rd career start. Uh, let's get into our picks, Johnny, before we uh, take a break and get headed into the uh, Scottish Open. So on Monday, when I went over the the entry list and I was looking at tee times and stuff, uh, I picked Cam Champ as my winner. I guess he didn't play, but I don't see that he withdrew anywhere. I could find zero on Cam Champ this week. I, did he disappear off the face of the earth? I mean, he he didn't. He didn't play. He didn't play. Oh, really? Yeah, like he didn't. He had a tee time when I looked everything up. He was in the odds, and we talked about his odds. Uh, and then, as I'm trying to follow the on Thursday, I'm trying to follow the the, the tournament. No Cam Champ anywhere. It didn't have him listed as as you know under withdrawals. It didn't have him listed as uh, anything. Like I couldn't, not, absolutely nothing. Like he disappeared. He must, he must have got stuck in that Jim Beam tour distillery tour, man, or something. I don't know what the hell happened. They got those distillery tours all the way around there that are pretty cool. Luckily, man, I don't drink brown liquor, so um, yeah, may, maybe something like that happened. I don't know. That happens to those guys sometimes, man. That that. That jokingly, but I know I, I don't know. You're right. It's you didn't weird. have him, and that's just that just goes to show how great you are at picks. So when you pick them, they just don't really show up. He just so disappeared. That, yeah, just 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 disappears. You're so, welcome, you Cameron know. Champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Cam Champ. Yeah. I, I, I promise you, he's not going to be on the show anytime soon, no. just because you pick. You know, when you pick somebody, that's the kiss of death. Sometimes. So, yeah, most of the time. Not I mean, I picked uh, Grace and Murray in my top ten. Did you? I hit that. Yeah, I had him top ten. Uh, after yeah. Friday, he was tied for 16th. I thought things were going great, and then he he ended up, ends up finishing t seventh uh, at 18 under. Every t- every once in a while, you know how to tie your shoes, man. A broken clock is still right twice a day. Yeah, right? I mean, you know who who's to say? But Cam Champ, trust me, it's not it's not my fault. It's it's my partner there. Mm-hmm. It's it's the uh, it's the it's him. It's not me. So please please, when you. I give you a call to come on the show the next time, I'll when I pick you, Cam, you're gonna play well. When he picks you. I know you're not going to answer that phone call. I learned I it from you. I know. Uh, and then my top 20 I had, and this was a kiss of death, Scott Piercy, who missed the cut. Well, how about that guy? I mean, yeah. um, so a little backstory with him. So my, my buddy Travis Perkins caddied for him before he started caddying for Sam Burns. And so he's, start, he's had his last seven starts on the PGA Tour. Scott Piercy, he's withdrew four times. Oh, wow. Four is seven. What is wrong with so this when guy? You pick, so when you picked him on your card, I, I didn't have the heart to tell you. No, you told me. We talked about him withdrawing. You're like, you sure he's going to finish? Yeah, right. right. Well, four he times, didn't. Four, four of the last seven times. Yeah, he didn't withdraw, but he might might as well have. Yeah, he might as well. So I don't know what's going on with him, and nor do I really care. I mean, he's just kind of the guy that he's – every time I pick him, he never plays well. So I've learned my lesson with, with Piercy. Uh, obviously, the guy can play, man. I don't know what's going on. Like I said, there are a lot of those things that happens on, you know, outside the ropes on the PGA Tour. You know, you don't yep. really know what's really. I mean, they're real people too, man. Yeah. And they got their own personal lives, so who knows? And if there is something going on with Piercy, man, hopefully, hopefully, it's uh, everything's okay. But that's kind of strange, man. 
uh, withdrawing four or seven starts. And, and you know what really bothers me a little bit about that more than anything else is he'll withdraw like after nine holes. Like, and that's kind of like, yeah. like and, and the reason I don't like that is because you know if you're struggling and you withdrew and you withdraw, give somebody else a chance. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's an alternate list there, right? If you really have any type of you know, qualms about playing or you, you know, you know, you know, you've withdrawn from half the field. Let somebody else give an opportunity, man. And I promise you, they'd really appreciate it if they get a start that maybe that they might not get. And as opposed to you playing nine holes and don't feel like playing golf, man. So, Giving you know, up. Scott Pearson, if you're listening, keep that in mind. Uh, go home and stay home, Scott Piercy. You're not going to be on any yeah. of my cards anytime soon. Uh, Johnny, Johnny's Picks is always brought to you by Golf Central Magazine. Head, head over to GolfCentralMag.com today for the latest issue. The July issue was just uh, put out. It's free uh, at GolfCentralMag.com. You can get it in your inbox every, every month right as it comes out. You can get it first at GolfCentralMag.com. Uh, now, Johnny, we just I just admitted that my card kind of sucked this week, but you can't really tell me yours was much better. Well, we did cash it on Lucas Glover to finish in the yep. top 10. It didn't pay us a lot. I mean, we made a little bit on the Barbasol, but, you know, we really thought, man, Taylor Penderth would make a move. You know, we see kind of set back there, kind of one of those Tigers under uh, in the weeds, right, yep. ready to pounce. And I thought it was a really good spot for Taylor Penderth because, you know, a few a few weeks ago when he was there, when he was playing Rocket Mortgage, he was in the lead. And, you know, maybe he was a little bit, that was an uncomfortable spot for him you know, having a lead in a, in a PGA Tour event where he hadn't been there in a long time. And I really thought this was an opportunity for him to kind of sit back there three or four three or four groups back going to the final round. The guy certainly has the firepower to shoot 62-63 on a golf course like that. He's a bomber. So that was really strange. I think he shot one or two under par the last round, which he just doesn't – it just doesn't get, get it done, um, you know, on a PGA Tour, mm-hmm. especially when you're sitting there three or four shots back. So, But I really thought he would kind of make a move – and maybe it's just me that I'm, I'm I'm putting too much in his game. Um, you know, I, I really I, – I think the guy's got plenty of talent to win on the PGA Tour, man. And he's just one of those other Canadians. I think he's certainly I – th- I think he certainly is more talented than any of the other Canadians. I mean, if you look at the Canadian contingency, I mean, you can't tell me between him, Mackenzie Hughes, Adam Hadwin, and Corey Connors. Maybe not Corey Connors, but certainly over those guys. I mean, mm-hmm. he hits it – 20, 30 yards farther than any of those four guys that they consider the big four in Canada right now, man. But, you know, the guy's got – maybe the guy doesn't have it inside or something like that like these other guys do, man. But you look at that. How about th- how about that golf team at Kent State? Taylor Pendrith, Corey Connors, and Mackenzie Hughes. How about that? How about that? And and you had, you had Adam Hadwin mm-hmm. there before he transferred to Louisville. So, man, how about those guys in, in, at Kent State? And that's, that's a testament to her page. But – you know, I certainly think that guys, Taylor Penderth, those four guys, has his, probably more talent than any of them. And he has, I mean, he hasn't shown his talent. I mean, he's, if you look on the list of, of accomplishments, he's fourth on that list between those four guys. And I certainly don't see it talent-wise that he should right. be there. So, I mean, I, I think more things are coming for Taylor Penderth. I mean, we have him on our card a lot. I just thought that was a good spot for him. But that being said, we did cash in on the top ten with Lucas Cover in pay a lot. I think we got him at – Plus four fifty or something like that. Plus three hundred. Plus three hundred. Yeah. So uh, you know, didn't really make a lot of money. Didn't really make a lot of money at Barbersaw, but we cashed in a pretty decent ticket at uh, at the Scottish Open. It would have really been nice if uh, if Terrell Hatton didn't do what you would do before over on the last five holes coming in, coming down the stretch. So I don't hey, know. Listen. Someone else I know had a triple bogey on the last hole last week. So you know, I don't I don't need to hear it. Who, Taylor Pender? No, uh, John Gerber. Okay. All right, you're going to mention that, huh? Thank you. Yep. Yep, I sure am. I'm not even going to mention that I played golf on Saturday in the heat, and it was terrible. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's your picks. Uh, Johnny hit with his top 10. I hit with my top 10. Mine probably paid a little bit more. I'm not going to lie, but I didn't bet it. I bet his because <laughs> that's how we make money around here. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break. We will be back with the Scottish Open recap and Johnny's best bets is uh picks for the week and Rory McIlroy with two of maybe the best shots I have ever seen in the game of golf we'll talk about it all coming up next on from the rough right here on fan stream sports
chance you do because I said so. But what do you need playing golf? Well, you need clubs. Right, clubs. You need balls. The thing that people don't usually think about is that golf bag. And that's what most people see when they look at your golf clubs. Like, right off the bat. And if you've got a raggedy bag, eh, it's not doing you any favors, bud. So, get you a new bag. Go over to orca-golf.com. Orca-golf.com. Why are you going there? You're going there because you, you want a golf bag. But you want one that kind of screams you. And you want to pick the colors. Well, you can use your own custom colors. Maybe you have a logo in mind. Maybe it's your logo. You're like Prince. You just have a symbol. If that's the case, dude, you can get your logo on there. Your name, just get it done exactly like what you want. Done. By actual designers. Nothing goes out of their factory without the approval of the founder, Erica Bennett, who is just brilliant. We've seen some of her bags. We've got one of them actually in the studio. And you know what? Dude, it looks good. If you want other people to look at your golf setup and go, man, that just screams Frank. You want that? Then go over to orca-golf.com. Do yourself a favor and use the promo code DSP10 for 10% off and free shipping. I'll say that again, DSP10 for 10% off and free shipping. So do it today because Orca Golf is the best choice in the game. Hi, golfers. IndyCar Tim here. I want to talk to you a little bit about Golf Central Magazine. It's not just a golf magazine. It's the magazine for everything. Turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Head over to GolfCentralMag.com and check out the latest issue. Some of the regular features in Golf Central Magazine. The Golf Bachelorette of the Month. The Golf Bachelor of the Month. The Golf Cart Girl of the Month. Golf History. Grip it and sip it. So head over to GolfCentralMag.com. It's free. It's the magazine for everything. Turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Golf Central Magazine at GolfCentralMag.com. We'll see you there. All right, guys. Time to talk a little bit about turf life. You've seen the hats on our heads. You've been or seen the video of the studio. Studio, you've seen that the decals are all over the place. Turf Life. Man, it's the brand that salutes the consumer and industry players everywhere whose lives involve turf. What does that mean? That means if you play or have a business or, you know, maybe you're a sports educator, you're going to be on turf at some point. So you live the turf life. So go ahead and tell everybody you live the turf life by having your turf life window decal or, you know, the hat. Or the keychain. Or the something. Along that lines, just go to TurfLifeClub.com and become a turf head. That's what it's called when you live the turf life. You're now a turf head. And you can go join the club today and snag that window decal or snag any other special Turf Life accessories and go over there to that website, which is TurfLifeClub.com, and get your stuff and show everybody that, man, I'm all about that turf life. And then you just kind of raise your coffee mug at them and go, yeah, turf life, baby. That's what it's about. And then that's the end of the commercial. Ding. That means it's done in microwave talk. Hey, listeners, make sure you check out the brand new Fans Dream Sports in-studio text line. You can reach us during any of our live shows or 24-7 at 214-937-0569. That's 214-937-0569. Text us 24-7, day or night, and we'll reply to you and make you part of the show. Coming back at you. Now, more fans dream sports. Welcome back to From the Rough, right here on Fan Stream Sports. I'm Mini Tim. That guy taking his chair thusly is Mr. John Gerber. PGA of America member, Ghani Gerber. You did that pretty good that time. How many times are you going to butcher stuff? Uh, as many as times as I want. Because it's your show, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. That says about right. And I thank God I'm coming back down there in a couple of weeks. Because man, they're all hell. All hell goes. It all goes to hell when I leave. I know. I finally had to vacuum the studio today. I was getting pretty. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, I had white couches there that I got for the studio. When I got there last time, they were gray. What have y'all been doing? Uh, we didn't like the white, so we I, had it, apparently. So we had a couple of parties to gray them up a little bit. I did notice the refrigerator was stocked full of booze. Not anymore. Cocktails are good. <laughs> that lasted one show. It did. <laughs> that was well. You bought the tiniest refrigerator that is known to man. Well, how, I mean, what do you want me to get a a, a, a full size? I wanted a full size refrigerator. 
I want a lot of things. That's enough beer for a one show in the full size refrigerator. I did that on purpose because if I get a full one, it'll you guys will empty it out every week, and it just costs me more money. I need to check on our fireball machine too. We're supposed to have that already. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do need to get. You call Daniel. I will. I'm gonna take care of that because uh, he said it was happening. So our buddy Daniel's hooking us up through his liquor you reps. We need to get a. Um, we need, there's something else. We, I, there was something else we were trying to get too. I forgot booze wise. Um, I don't know free booze. What's that? Let's, a, let's, let's, a, let's ask Grayson Murray what he used to do. We'll figure it out from there. We need a that? liquor sponsor. Is what we need. And we do. Well, we. I thought we had one, and we, I, we do have one. We just gotta. I know, we gotta but we're waiting on it to pay off. Come and drink it. Come and drink it. Liquor sponsor. Put it on the. Put it on the deal. Well, if they send it, we'll come and drink it. I, that's right. That's all we need. Um, so let's, Johnny, get into the Genesis Scottish Open, the last tune-up before the big Open, the British Open, coming up this weekend. We'll get into that on Wednesday's show to preview that for everybody right here on FanStream Sports. But I tell you what, watching Rory play, and I, I watched most of this. I didn't watch Saturday because I was out sweating and Miss hitting balls and leaving divots in the fairways and stuff. And what did you what did you shoot? Cause don't don't bullshit me either. What did you shoot? Ninety one. It's hot. It's hot, man. You, you you quit after fifteen? No, that was eighteen. Where'd you play again? Brookhaven. I played at Brookhaven again. Yeah. It was just hot. You played with you. It's hot. I played it's with hot. my. I don't know how you did it. I mean. Well, first off, how did you tuck your shirt in? And <clears throat> ninety-one, I mean ninety-one, you're not used to wearing a collared shirt. No, you really, you. That's why I mean. And I I, and I'll tell you right now, my shirt was tucked in for maybe the first two holes. I know. And after that, it's oops. Hard to, it's tough down there. I'm serious. I mean, I I've kind of got in this little. I like kind of like the Ricky Fowler kind of untucking mm-hmm. my shirt. A little. It's just more comfortable, especially down there when it's 197 degrees. And it's just like, do I really want to, like, your belt melts to your, you oh, know, your sticky. pants and your pants melts. To, I mean, it is brutal. So, you know, that that's a little internal air conditioning if you can un, untuck your shirt a little bit. But it is a private club, and they probably frown upon that. So Yeah, and my um, my, my my body isn't the most athletic, as you will attest to. And, uh, no, it's, really? It's really, hard to, it's really hard to keep shirts tucked in with my kind of body. I'm just saying. They don't like... My my body doesn't like shirts sucked in anyway, so you're being you're being kind to yourself, but so by saying it's not athletic, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't gonna call myself a fat ass. I mean, I could. Well, you just you just did. Oh yeah, you're right. Dang it, you tricked me again. I saw old, I saw old pictures of you. I didn't I see you back then. I didn't think you were that athletic. Uh, I used to be quite the athlete, sir. Okay, I, I played all four major sports. Let's put it that way. Well, play, and playing I was good. And being good at them or two. Uh, yeah, okay. I was good. I was right, good. Right. You, sound um, like, you, you sound like you sound like sound like Thidoff now. <laughs> I can't imagine he was ever good at anything. You know, he's actually a, a, a kind of a goofy, pretty good athlete. Mm-hmm. Right? It's 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 kind of he's so unorthodox, especially in basketball. You like you just couldn't figure him out. You half the time you laughed at him, and then he got around you, <laughs> and he couldn't he couldn't jump four inches off the ground but it seemed that he got every rebound but no he he's kind of a kind of a weird kind of goofy athlete we are of course speaking of the great if you live in the columbus area you will know the great jeff tito Thidoff from 97 won the fan there in columbus a flagship station of the buckeyes uh, as he does some stuff for us here on fan stream sports as well great guy but like me he's a little on the large side and all the goofy just like me yeah. we should do a goofy show together or something i don't know what we'd call it too he's gonna be doing he'll probably be doing a bunch of stuff here for us here soon with the college football coming up and, two fat asses you know, and a microphone gonna, that's the name of a good that's a good show i think we might Sound have to like a beastie that. boy song gross nobody likes the beastie boys uh Come johnny on. on on sunday i saw rory hit maybe two of the greatest shots that i can remember in, in recent memory um the five iron on 17, uh, that allowed the birdie, right? But I think the even more impressive was on Sunday on 18 as he's hitting the approach shot. He knows he has to par to, for the tie because uh, McIntyre was already in the group in front of him. 
McIntyre was sitting there at 14 under in the clubhouse, or actually he was on the on the driving range staying loose, anticipating the playoff. Uh, and, dude, he goes up, and he had that, uh, I forgot what they call it, like a hybrid driving iron, driving, I think. Is, yes, a driving iron. Is what they called it. And he went up there with that, and he hesitated. He stepped, he stepped back. He looked at it again. He readdressed the ball, shook the club a little bit. And then he's like, no, this doesn't feel right. So he went back to the bag. He grabbed his two iron. Dude, and I have, I love guys that can hit long irons like that because he can do, and I'm, I'm going to know all these guys can. They're really good. But, man, watching that two iron, actually watching it be the right club, first of all, after his indecision with the driving iron, you know, watching him hit it, and it ended up being not just the perfect club, but he hit the absolute most perfect shot. It was windy. Dude, I don't think that ball flight, the 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 apex of the ball, ever got above, like, the grandstands on 18, dude. It was a low line drive, like shots that I hit on accident all the time when I'm trying to get it air under it, you know. Uh, but, dude, and he just punched it up on the green. It rolled up to 10 feet, 8 inches to the cup. And... <clears throat> Dude, I'm telling you, just because of the drama around that shot, because of what he had to do on that hole, really just thinking he was going to par it because that that hole was playing as one of the hardest holes on the course that 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 weekend, this week, the uh, past weekend. I think only three guys had birdied it before him on eight, uh, that day, and man, for him to hit that shot and leave himself ten feet eight inches, and then he gets up there, and as you're watching it. You're like, there's no way he's going to make this 10-foot putt. Like, th- this is one of the hardest 10-foot putts you will ever see on the tour. And as soon as he hit the ball, you could tell he thought he mishit it. He, he knew yeah. that he missed it. That's why he's laughing. Yeah, and it rolls in, and he just, are you kidding me? Like, you could hear him thinking this, you know. He just he, he just looked up. The camera panned over to uh, uh, McIntyre, and McIntyre just sort of like, what are you going to do, you know? yeah. Isn't it funny going into that round? I mean, you kind of look at that round. Rory's sitting in – he's been in that position so many times, probably in the last three or four months, right? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of seems to falter coming in, and he looked like he was going to do the same thing after shooting two over par on the front side. So you're like, okay, this is Rory being Rory again, you know, in his recent form, having some opportunities to win and not really closing the deal. And then you saw there Hatton um, – and you saw there Hatton kind of took the lead a little bit before he faltered. But, hey, man, hats off to, to Robert McIntyre, man. Bobby Mack, man. How about mm-hmm. that? I mean, the guy – and, you know, you look at you look at Rory, who birdied the last hole. So did, so did Bobby Mack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at that. And if you look at a, a, couple, a couple holes coming in um, – on, on that par five, Rory hit, hit Rory was 296 in that par five downwind, and he hit the same club that he hit on the 18th hole 206 yards in. Mm-hmm. So you could tell how much that wind was really blowing when it came to that shot. And, you know, you know, I was just watching, I was watching the tournament and kind of reviewing a little bit. And I was just like, same old Rory, right? After he shoots two over par on that front side, I said, here we go again. And we kind of previewed on some other shows, some other stuff that we do across the country when we talk a little bit about the British Open that, you know, it doesn't it really kind of set up a little bit for Rory? I think yep. he was a little, you know, it's a, maybe a week premature than I really thought that would really come to fruition for Rory at, at Royal Liverpool where he's won before at Hoy Lake there. Um, so it kind of set it up, set up perfect. But, you know, I mean, how about that? He, he'll he tell you, man, that last shot that he hit on the last hole with the – I mean, how about that big difference? Almost 100 yards difference yep. in a golf shot that he has there, um, you know, from a, a couple hole prior to that one. So that just goes to show you, man, he's swinging at it well. And for him to make that putt, you know – and like I said, look at Bobby Mack, man. Both of them burning the last hole, the hardest hole on the golf course for the day. They're both burning last – and, you know, Bobby Mack being Scottish – you know, kind of his home open. Uh, I felt a little bit bad for him, but it was awfully uh, it was awfully good to see him play well. And I, I really thought he had it. I mean, look at Roy shooting four under on that backside. That's some damn good golf, man. Especially on that last hole. Well, he birdied seventeen and eighteen. Yeah. I mean, don't yeah. let's, let's not let's not undervalue the birdie that he made on mm-hmm. on the on the seventeenth hole, and then birdie in the hardest hole on the golf course, man. So, but that goes to show, you know, when Rory's playing well, I mean, he's he he is. 
you know, there's no one better in the world. I, I will always tell you and do the comparison is you and I talk about this all the time. If you take the top 10 best players in the world and you have them all play at their best, I'll take Rory all day long. Mm-hmm. I really will. He is, he is by far when he's playing his best and everyone else is playing their best. He is, he is hands down better than them. He just, he just is. And you know, it, it, I really, it really scares me a little bit about Rory, about you know him winning this week, and it's really hard to win back to back weeks, but maybe not. He's done it before. He won when he won his PGA Championship. He won the week before, right? Um, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago. So maybe that's the kind of the formula. But you know, Rory doesn't have to hit driver next week to to have some success. And you know, if if Rory's bugaboo a little bit is when he gets off, is is his driver goes a little bit awry when he doesn't have to do that next week and he really had already won a British open there. He's got some good feelings and some good lines there. You know, he's going to be the betting favorite next week, mm-hmm. certainly, but I mean, can we really make any money on him? Maybe not, but it's going to be fun to really watch him play. So he adds the Scottish. It's his first win ever in Scotland. Uh, he adds the Scottish open to his collection of other national opens that he's already won, including of course, the U S British, Canadian, Irish, and Australian. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, of course, it sets him up for next week at Royal Liverpool, uh, the 151st, I think it is, uh, British Open, uh, where he won, like you mentioned again, nine years ago, raised the claret jug there. So it brings him to um, his 24th PGA Tour victory. That ties him now with Dustin Johnson and Gary Player. Uh, and like you said, when he's playing his best golf, dude, I would put him up against anybody like in history anybody um i would love to see prime uh mcelroy and prime tiger play together like to me that would be an ultimate pairing you know tiger's probably going to have an advantage but dude i don't know i mean you i I don't but i feel like i have to say that (laughs) i don't know it's it's a it would be a great matchup for sure it's pretty comparable, right i mean if you look at kind of their little their dominance in major championships when tiger had one by 14 or 15 shots at the U.S. Open at Pebble. Rory kind of did the same thing at Congressional, mm-hmm. right? He won that PGA Championship by 12, 13, 14 shots, man. So, again, I think when they're at their best, they're really comparable. And here's why. I think they, they drive the ball so well. And if Rory's kind of kind of downfall a little bit, like uh, where Tiger has an advantage a little bit is Tiger's – Tiger's a way better putter, especially a clutch putter, than Rory is and Rory will ever be. You know, know, Tiger won those golf tournaments because of his short game and his putting a lot of times, not definitively because of his ball striking. And that's a little bit where I think Rory has that advantage. I think Rory is a superior ball striker. But I think when you go to the Tiger, I think Tiger's short game and his putting certainly – would definitely dominate uh, what Roy's Roy's struggled a lot with his putting. Um, it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors also a little bit because he's such a great ball striker. It looks like he's a bad putter, but he's not. I mean, mm-hmm. we, he's not a great putter by any means. But I want to go back a little bit and a uh, comment that Rory said about Bobby Mack. I mean, Bobby Mack shot 64 in that right. weather in the last round of that Scottish Open, and, and, and Rory was like, dude, that's maybe one of the best rounds of golf he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. 64 on that golf course and he touted him he touted him to get on that Ryder Cup team and he said listen man if this guy can shoot 64 today on this golf course one of the best rounds I've ever seen this guy needs to be on that Ryder Cup team and certainly certainly Rory's going to have a strong opinion who mm-hmm. is on that team and have a uh, you know and, and, and kind of put a lot of things in Captain Luke, Luke Donald's ear especially at that golf course they're potentially playing in Rome you know Bobby Mack's not really the longest hitter in the world but he's certainly he's certainly very accurate and he's certainly very clutch and then you look at the guts that he had internal guts that he had to shoot 64 in those types of conditions i think the best next best score was 68 or 67 mm-hmm. When you're able to do that, especially in your home crowd with all the pressure that he had, I think I think you're looking forward or think you're looking to see a guy like that Bobby Mack on that Ryder Cup team. I think it might have secured him. Well, yeah, and that's exactly kind of what, what I was about to say. It, I mean, the win, a win would have secured it for sure. I mean, yeah. a win and, and he's in. So so this kind of stings in that sense. It also, of course, would have given him that, that two-year exemption on the tour. Um, but I think more importantly, he's not worried about that. He's not right. Worried. That guy, right. I, that, I that guy's never. That guy. That guy's a world class player, sure. man. And, but but what I'm what I'm saying is sometimes 
<clears throat> sometimes when you don't win, you win, right? I mean, seriously. Well, I mean, good when, things can when, still happen to you when you play well, even if you yeah. don't win, for sure. But just just that type of, you know, playing in that, you know, it's very difficult to win, and there's a lot of things that goes your way. But when you shoot that type of score the last round and your national open with all the pressure that you have and you birdie that last hole, it's certainly – open the eyes if if of Luke Donald. I'm sure he's already he's, he's already been on the radar, but I don't think he's on the points. I think he would have mm-hmm. to be a pick. But certainly after that performance, even though he didn't win, you know, he got beat, man. You know, really, I mean, there's a difference between giving it away and winning, but he just got beat and and he did everything that he could. And certainly, like I said, he he certainly on the that solidified him on that Ryder Cup. And it, you know, Ryder Cup's sixty days away, man. So yeah. you want a little bit of that hot hand. Uh, yeah, and you know, you say that he he didn't give it away. You know, Rory absolutely won it with with those, like I said, the two amazing shots on seventeen and eighteen and the two birdies. I think if there's one spot, probably McIntyre would like to have back in that final round. It's going to be that I don't know what that completely inexcusable bogey on the par five sixteenth. That yeah, was that's that that was that inexcusable. Yeah, you can't bogey, you know, coming down the stretch. I mean, you know, there's two things worse that that these guys hate. They hate three-putt and they hate bogey and par fives. I mean, that's just like the kiss of death to a lot of – to the PGA Tour players. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that you just can't do that. I mean, in retrospect, you look at it, maybe did he lose the golf tournament when that – but, you know, if he makes par there, he shoots 63. 63 on that that, that type of day in 40, 50-mile-an-hour wins, Mm -hmm. man. And uh, if he starts at the beginning of the day and say, hey, man, Bobby Mack, I'm, you're gonna, I'll give you 64 and you sit in that clubhouse, I promise you he's going to take it all day long. Um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess. But he showed a lot. He showed a lot of guts, man. And I, I, I've liked him for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though he is a crossbow, uh, he, he, he swings at it from the other side of the fence. But, mm-hmm. but uh, he's been a world-class player for a long time. And no one's, no one's surprised. He won last year. In, and, again, look at this. He won last year in Rome. At the same course where they're playing at the, the same, yeah. at the same golf course, so that you know, like I said, I mean, how do you how do you not how do you not pick that guy if he's uh, not already automatically going to be on the Ryder Cup? The name of that, uh, Marco Simone. That's where, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, he's already won there. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a lock that he's on the Ryder Cup, but dude, I mean, th- how, how how could he not be? Things are certainly aiming in that direction, especially when the the kind words that McElroy had for him after the tournament for training. Well, like especially, said. yeah, go ahead. Well, especially all look at the guy, look at the look at the guys, the live guys that aren't going to be playing. All right, so I mean, you look at some of those stalwarts. Um, certainly, the Sergios and the Poulters and the Westwoods; those guys aren't playing. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I, I I firmly believe with the stance that Luke Donald has already had, unless something changes, man. Um, you know, you look at the U.S. side is a little bit different because those guys are are. are already have the points mm-hmm. right i don't know there there's still a lot of things could happen in the next 60 days they could they could come together and decide hey man we are gonna now with the merger with the live and pj tour maybe they decide to do that or maybe maybe they say hey man let's let's try it this way and let, let the dust settle a little bit um and just kind of go with and maybe that gives an opportunity for the european guys to get some younger guys on the team like the like the hoy guards and um, you know, like some of these other guys that me, I, I mean, I promise you there's going to be an Italian guy. Is, is Molinari get on that sure, team? Sure. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, it's kind of a smart decision if you get Frankie on that team. And, uh, that really kind of helps that morale. So it would be interesting. Ryder cup is one of my favorite events ever. I mean, you get, you give me the masters, you give me the Ryder cup. I'm all in. And a little bit of the Ryder cup is man that I love those matchups, like those matchups for our, for our betting picks, Things like that, man. Those are fantastic. So, yeah, the Ryder Cup is the Ryder Cup is one of my favorite events. Uh, absolutely, I love watching all the international golf like that. Even the collegiate international golf stuff. I watch. I love watching all of that. Uh, let's take a quick break, Johnny, and then we're going to get into our picks uh, before we close out the show. We're from the rough right here on Fanstream Sports. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Hello, sports fans. Fan stream sports. Hi, golfers. IndyCar Tim here. I want to talk to you a little bit about Golf Central Magazine. It's not just a golf magazine. It's the magazine for everything. Turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. 
head over to golfcentralmag.com and check out the latest issue. Some of the regular features in Golf Central Magazine, the Golf Bachelorette of the Month, the Golf Bachelor of the Month, the Golf Cart Girl of the Month, Golf History, Grip It and Sip It. So head over to golfcentralmag.com. It's free. It's the magazine for everything, turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Golf Central Magazine at golfcentralmag.com. We'll see you there. All right, guys, time to talk a little bit about turf life. You've seen the hats on our heads. You've been or seen the video of the studio. You've seen that the decals are all over the place. Turf life. Man, it's the brand that salutes the consumer and industry players everywhere whose lives involve turf. What does that mean? That means if you play or have a business or, you know, maybe you're a sports educator, you're going to be on turf at some point. So you live the turf life. So go ahead and tell everybody you live the turf life by having your turf life window decal or, you know, the hat or the keychain or the something. Along that lines, just go to turflifeclub.com and become a turf head. That's what it's called when you live the turf life. You're now a turf head. And you can go join the club today, snag that window decal, or snag any other special Turf Life accessories and go over there to that website, which is turflifeclub.com, and get your stuff and show everybody that, man, I'm all about that Turf Life. And then you just kind of raise your coffee mug at them and go, yeah, Turf Life, baby. That's what it's about. And then that's the end of the commercial. Ding. That means it's done in microwave talk. Hello, golf friends. It's IndyCar Tim from From the Rough. I want to take just a minute here and tell you about our new friends over at Orca Golf. They make high-quality PGA Tour-grade golf bags, and they're the best in the business. They're the real deal. They're the best bags I've ever seen. They even designed a bag for the Golden Bear himself, Jack Nicklaus. Head over to orca-golf.com and pick up a great bag from their catalog or let them customize one just for you. You can use your own custom colors, your own logo, you name it. You work with actual designers, and nothing goes out without the approval of founder Erica Bennett. She's just brilliant. Visit orca-golf.com, that's O-R-C-A-golf.com, and use our promo code DSP10 for 10% off and free shipping. Do it today. Orca Golf, best choice in game. Guys, let me tell you about Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Are you experiencing low sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, and you just don't feel like you have the vitality you once had? You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. Do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Call 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Hey, listeners, make sure you check out the brand new Fan Stream Sports in-studio text line. You can reach us during any of our live shows or 24-7 at 214-937-0569. That's 214-937-0569. Text us 24-7 day or night, and we'll reply to you and make you part of the show. Coming back at you. Now, more Fan Stream Sports. Welcome back to FanStream Sports. We are from the rough on a Monday, recapping the Barbasol Championship and the 2023 Scottish Open, uh, discussing just Rory's just amazing, uh, really, the final nine. He didn't have a great front nine on Sunday, but he certainly had a, just an incredible uh, back nine. Would you say four under on that back nine? Yeah, he shot two. She shot two over on the front, yeah. and then he shot. He got four under on that backside, and birdieing those last two holes, like we talked about. <clears throat> you know, when he starts off to that slow start, we're like, okay, here's Rory, good doing mm-hmm. again. Just typical what he, what he has been doing, unfortunately, over his last tournaments when he's been in contention. But now, you know, he he kind of regrouped and he he just really played some good golf. And like I said, I I, I touted him for next week, right? Because I just thought it fit. Um, and he's kind of due with just the familiarity that he has at that place. 
uh, <clears throat> maybe it came a week early, right? Because we certainly didn't have didn't have him on our card, yeah. but we did have Bobby Mack. We did. So Johnny, my picks uh, again, minor for entertainment purposes only. Nobody gives a crap about my picks. I do it for fun. Uh, I did have Terrell Hatton uh, as my winner. Of course, he ended up uh, T six at nine under. Minwoo Lee was my top ten. Just missed the top ten by twenty five spots as he was T thirty five at four under. <laughs> Uh, and then my top 20, a little bit closer, Patrick Harrington. Uh, going into the weekend, he I had a high hopes. He was a T18. Uh, going into Saturday's round, he ends up T42 at just three under par. So not a great weekend for me uh, at the Scottish Open in my picks. But uh, what about you? Because that's what really well, first, matters. Well, first off, first off, you were looking like a genius with that Podrick Harrington pick after like eight, like after 27 holes, he was in third place. I know third place. And I was kind of dog cussing you a little bit. I was like, come on, man, Patrick Harrington. Um, but yeah, I mean that some of those good picks. Yeah. We had, I had Tara Hatton also, man. It's just, he's kind of getting that Rory stigma, right? He's yeah. kind of getting in those contention. Cont- he's getting in contention is not really closing a deal. I mean, come on, dude. You can't bogey. You can't. You can't go four over over your last five holes in a, in a golf tournament, especially double bogeying the last hole. I know it's a tough hole. I know you're trying to press the issue a little bit to try to win the golf tournament, but you're so many. You're so many uh, groups back. I mean, post a number. Let them come and get you, man. Mm-hmm. And he just he just doesn't get that in his mind. He doesn't get it that part. So he's always trying to push, 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 man. And. He just he, he, this is what's happening to him, man. He's playing bad in, in that last round, and it just – I don't know. I mean, don't be surprised if he's on our card next week just because I think there might be a little karma there. But, man, at some point, man, you got to learn a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's it, I'm, it's kind of worrisome. But you look – I mean, when he makes the turn, he's, he has a one-shot, two-shot lead making mm-hmm. the turn. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, man, look, looking fantastic. So I thought it was going to be – uh, a great catch up to the start of that Sunday morning, but we did hit on Bobby Mack um, to finish in that top ten, and, and it, you know that was that was a great hit for us. We made some really good money there and got profitable on that morning run that we had when we started double dipping, but just didn't cash in on that afternoon of Barbasol. But yeah, but we we made a little bit of money this week. Um, you know, with with all of our picks, still still not as good as the last couple of years. Sixty six twenty two and five. On our matchups, um, with this little profit this week, we just got we were just below the six thousand dollar mark for profit. Now we just got above that six thousand dollar mark on profit for the year. So again, man, if you guys aren't following, you're not winning, and we got to continue to follow the system. We had, you know, last week we kind of we didn't we didn't cash in on a ticket, but a couple weeks ago we cashed in on big tickets, and that's why it's so important for everyone. That's following. Listen, play the system. I don't care if it's a dollar, five dollars, ten, hundred, whatever it is. Play the system every week, and you guys are going to be profitable for the week. So looking at, looking forward to again this week as another double dipping uh, with uh, with the Barracuda Championship out in Reno and the British Open. So we're looking forward to uh, to getting on top of that. I, you know, we did this kind of daily double a couple years ago when we hit on both. So yeah. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's a good sign that we're going to do it this week and. Looking forward, certainly, to uh, to some early morning golf at the British Open. Very good, Johnny. We will be back uh, on Wednesday to preview the upcoming British Open. We'll probably talk a little Barracuda as well to get you ready for the weekend. Uh, we need to give a special shout-out and a special thanks to uh, Orca Golf, special sponsor for us. I'm telling you, the highest, uh, best-quality PGA Tour golf bags on the market. Head over to orca-golf.com. You can pick something from their already amazing catalog. You want something custom with your custom colors, your company logo, your name, whatever you want. They'll set it up for you over there at orca-golf.com. Use the promo code DSP10, DSP10, for 10% off your order and free shipping over at orca-golf.com. I'm telling you, these bags, we've got one in the studio. I actually, I'm using it. I'm carrying it now. I'm playing with it. It's freaking amazing. I, I get comments all the time on this bag. And I just have the simple black, you know, full black one. I don't have any of the custom stuff on it. But people can see it from a mile away, and they're like, holy crap, where did you get that golf bag? Uh, High-quality stuff. You guys go check it out, orca-golf.com. We'll be back on uh, Wednesday, 5 o'clock Central, 
6 o'clock Eastern, right here on the FanStream Sports Network at fanstreamsports.com and on the new FanStream Sports app available for Android. Go over to your Google Play Store, download it now. And uh, for Apple soon, we're just waiting on Apple to approve it. We've submitted it, and we're ready for it, but we're waiting, as most people do, on Apple to decide to do something. So that's out of our hands. But we'll let you know when it's ready. Uh, but all of our live shows, all of our streaming shows, the updated shows every day, we update content on the app and on our live stream every single day so that everything is fresh and current for you at fanstreamsports.com. We're going to do it again on, on uh, Wednesday. Until then, Johnny, we'll see you. Maybe. Or will we? <laughs>